Hey there, and welcome to Game Snacks, where not all games should be made into movies. I'm your host, Tommy Swags, and with me tonight is Rickus and Toby, and we're going to dive into video games that became movies that should and should not have, and a special update with Nintendo. You just attacked that topic, bro. I was so vigorous. Very aggressive, aggressive, man. I am so hyped up. I had like 11 Red Bulls in 13 minutes. (laughs) Whoa. That can't be good for your health. Yeah, I cannot. I died. Like, I, but it was beating so fast it came back to life. <laughs> so what's going on, guys? Huh? Not much. Just been, hanging uh, out. But I've been watch, I watched two episodes of Jessica Jones. Enjoying it the, so far. The second season? Yep, the second season. Nice. Mm. Certain things happened in the first season I don't remember. Because yep. it was like a year and a half. Because so. it was a boring show. Yep, got it. Yeah, I liked I'm, it. I'm gonna skip on those inside character. Yeah, uh, uh, Punisher series. was great. Luke Cage was great. Daredevil, tolerable. Cage, I thought Luke Cage was slower than Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones had a really cool bad guy. Yeah, I, I just I liked their. Well, to me, Luke Cage didn't feel like a superhero show. It just felt like a. Was well, that was just what was cleaning up the streets. Yeah, he was. That was what was great about the Punisher. I think is like mm-hmm. it's like, well, in the reality, a lot of these we make the mistake of calling them superheroes when really they're just comic characters. But right. there's nothing super about the Punisher. Yeah, he's just right. a skilled like a Batman. Yeah, he's he's just like Batman well, not even kills. that because he's not even like some rich dude with unlimited funds. Right, but he's not a super. Yeah, but right. There's nothing super about him. He's just a spec ops. Yeah. guy who's highly trained and takes the law into his own hands and it's kind of cool i've just been um netflix put up all the ash vs the evil dead series oh on yeah oh, i need to check out the that. new season the yeah. um the uh which team is the, the, the los angeles valiant on overwatch league they're actually promoting it they actually have like a patch on their jersey for season three for season three they're promoting nice. it. yeah well, that I, one, season three won't be on Netflix because that's live TV, but they have yeah. seasons one mm. and two up. So. But okay. I think season three just started because I, I keep getting notices from Showtime about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's really fun. It's being, it's like being promoted, so. Well, I did, I did go see Game Night this weekend. Um, um, I'm, I'm glad I saw yeah. it over Death Wish because um, oh, that oh, ended yeah. up getting a terrible review. Um, it, it, was it Gary but, the Best? Yeah, he was so awkward. I just felt uncomfortable every time he was on screen. I know. All I could picture him was just like shooting a little child. That's all I, over and over and over. He's like, like, uh, for those of you who don't know, he was in Breaking Bad. (laughs) 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 He's like, (laughs) uh, I felt so, uh, it's like like when Steven shows up to some, a place. That's exactly how I felt. (laughs) The best was when he invites them in and just slowly backs behind the door. They're like, what do we do? Do we we go in? Yeah. And the wound cleaning scene was like, you got shot twice. And he's like, or the photo of, of the oh, people on the and table. Oh. He goes, "You have a photo of us." He goes, "Yeah." Doesn't everybody have a photo of their friends? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Uh, yeah." Uh, that was funny. Super awkward. And All the, right. 
Sorry, go ahead. So we'll go, I was I saying, we're... let's let's go ahead and dive in stack of the week, and then we can get into the the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Huh? You see that? You see that meat and potatoes of the episode. Aww. So snack of the week. Let's go. All right, guys. So, what are you snacking on this week? Dramatic effect. <laughs> Not awkward. Yeah. This yeah. is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> All right, somebody start. Uh, well, I'll just go while you're thinking. Okay, about go ahead. So, as I've said before, I'm more of a savory person than sweet, but I'm gonna go ahead and do sweet this time, and mostly because. Um, what put me in that direction was a show Tori and I have been watching. Now, I'll start off by saying we constantly have a continuous stock of chocolate milk in our house. That's our sweet. That as we you should as adults. Milk. Yeah, we always have chocolate milk. It's so good. So chocolate milk and cookies is awesome. And I had the idea of cookies because we've been watching this show called Nailed It on Netflix mm-hmm. where they have like people who don't know how to cook try to make these like fancy desserts that real chefs have done and it's it's hilarious because what they come up with is so terrible because they've had no Mm. training and it's just like the worst looking dessert you've ever seen and they reveal it and they're like nailed it (laughs) Uh, so that i don't know just watching that show it got me craving sweets so i went and bought some mix for some chocolate chip um oatmeal cookies and I made a big batch oh, of them. Yeah. And chewy I was, or crunchy ones? I wanted them to be chewy. They turned out crunchy. <laughs> I didn't burn them, but yeah. our oven's like weird with the temperature. So I was like, yeah, I baked them on the right time. And then they were still gooey. So I, I kept leaving them in there longer until it stopped being gooey. But when I finally took them out, I guess I had left them in too long because they ended up being crunchy cookies, which I prefer soft, but... They're still really tasty, and when you dip them in chocolate milk, delicious. Okay, yeah, those worse when you burn the cookies. You're like, oh, this tastes like concrete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they weren't burnt, but they were definitely more like peanut brittle. <laughs> They're like yeah. crunchy, and your gums all are torn up. Uh, well, see, the thing is, though, I do. I'm doing this diet thing where you eat only once a day. So that's why I really haven't been snacking too much. Well, then, what but are you eating favorite, on that you really like? That My, sounds like a terrible diet, though. I've been watching Master of None, and they eat like ten times a day. Oh, maybe I should do what they do. Yeah, <laughs> but, but is I it working? working. I'm, I'm down fifteen pounds. Oh, so. okay. congratulations! Yeah. I'm wearing a large shirt, so extra large right now. Oh, you so there. you're going to be in a medium with all S- mesh? Medium? Yeah. But the words, so my favorite up thing a little to snack high on your stomach. Shows. Hey, I'm still talking, Mr. Host. Yeah, I'm just trying to paint a picture for the audience. We don't need to paint a picture of my physique. Nipple rings. <laughs> <laughs> mesh. Sometimes anyway, they get caught on the mesh and it hurts. I, I know and... that um, I, I may have said this before. Like, um, uh, this is my like if, if I was Tommy's chicken wings, but the, mm-hmm. this is uh, Chick Fil A. Oh, I so love. Good. It. I eat that like at least uh, two or three times a week. It's yum. so good. Spicy chicken sandwich, yes. with just a little bit of ranch, no pickles for me. Extra pickles, uh, extra no pickles, pickles for me. Definitely. And then I got the fries, and I'll get an Arnold Palmer. Yes, Ooh. Arnold Palmer, so good yeah. too. So that's that's what I've been snacking on. But that's that's my usual snack. Gotcha. So, 
Okay. All right. I feel I, you. I'll give a shout out to Chick Fil A. Yeah, um, sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine because it's you know working at a new office. There's lots of new food around, um, and of course it's wings. But this place called In and Out Wings oh does a spicy ranch wing sauce. We're, na- we're renaming this segment just the uh, wing of the week. <laughs> Wing of the week. <laughs> I do want to try out though. It's boring. Um, but yes, the uh, In and Out wings, because that was my snack. Um, trying to throw them off. I know you tried to, but you know you can't get my mind <laughs> off wings. But it was a spicy ranch sauce, super poor good. Babies. It's uh, did you say poor babies? Yeah, baby chicks. You just eat nothing, oh, baby chicks. Yes, bro. all day long. So it just feels <laughs> so so savage. I'm just ripping through meat off a bone. That's ultimate. Uh, that's what I, that's what I love about it. Yeah, that's it. Leg. Bum. Done. That's All right. right. So we should wing do. of the we week. Snack we for both of us, and then, and then you do another little small one. Say wing of the week for Tommy. Wing of the yeah, week. Yeah, wing of the week of Tommy. Well, Tommy's like it will like flip back and forth between wing of the week and feast of the year. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Well, hey, you know I gotta I gotta keep the fans entertained, right? So sometimes I got to go eat four meals in one sitting, and sometimes I got to go eat wings. So we'll go ahead, since the video game segment is going to be around Nintendo, which is Toby's brainchild. Um, well, he wishes, but it's his, <laughs> his second love in life next to me. Um, talk about the Nintendo, what was it, the Nintendo Direct or something? I don't yeah. even know. Is that right? They use the right yeah. words? Okay. Yeah. You did. So, tell us about what's big, what's coming out for Nintendo. And Tommy was right. Uh, my two, the two loves of my life are Nintendo and Tommy. But Tommy left me and abandoned me, so Nintendo stayed. It's right. my heart. But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, Nintendo was with me forever. Does, they do a thing called Direct, which is kind of like their news outlet where they, they get their presidents of the company. And like every uh, several times a year, they'll do this uh, live stream where they talk about stuff uh, coming out for the system, uh, console updates and stuff like that. It's basically like a live press conference for the fans. And they make it fun. And this one that they just had, it was on the 8th, I believe. Um, last week, it came. They announced it real quick, so it kind of came as a surprise. And people were kind of speculating what they were going to talk about. Was it going to be the updates on Nintendo's online platform, or would they mention Metroid? Was kind of a thing, but they didn't touch on those. But they did a very games-heavy direct. They did a lot of announcements. It was a big direct. There was like good. 30 games, like release dates announced. Um, I guess the brief summer. Let's go. So we're going to start off with our <laughs> Yeah, Ricky's favorite. just so impatient. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, so much he's detail. acting like he has things he's, to do. I know. Which he has to do. nothing to do. I just want to hear... I, I want to hear the meat. I don't want to hear the freaking salad croutons. Let's go. Um, but that's the fun. That's not the fun. Oh, you yeah, know that's the, the Toby meat. special is he's got to set the whole mood for it. And then well, he's like going to slide into the DMs. No, I got to set my mood for the reveal. <laughs> but anyways, I'll start with the heavy hitter. Yes. They tricked us. So <gasps> they had just towards the end of the direct, they announced DLC for Splatoon. 
And they had this big, long video about it where it's, it's like a whole new story mode, new online. They're doing uh, eSports. They have a new eSports thing with it. So there's a big, long video. And they're like, you think it's over because it was only supposed to be half an hour. And they're like, wait, we got one more thing for you. And they start the video. And then you see the Splatoon squids again. And you're like, really? Another Splatoon update? I thought it was supposed to be Metroid. So everybody's bummed out. Guys are running around shooting each other in this video. And all of a sudden, you see both the Splatoon guys stop and start looking up. And reflecting in their eye, you see the Super Smash Brothers symbol. Yes. And you're like, what? And then it pans around, and there's like this big flaming Super Smash Brothers symbol in the sky. So awesome. You see a silhouette of Link from Breath of the Wild and Mario from Mario Odyssey. And so they just revealed that Super Smash Brothers is coming to the Switch this year. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So it's all of us are very excited. I was going to say holiday 2018. Yeah, it'll probably be a holiday game. Yeah. For sure. But that's super exciting. We've been waiting for a new Super Smash Brothers for a long time. When did Brawl come out? That was like early in... um, Maybe 20... Because it was... Was it a Wii U game or a Wii game? It was a Wii U. It was a Wii U. But it was pretty early on... They did yeah, that, like, so it's been, second I, it was, I think it was the years. first year of Wii U, right? Think, first or second year. It, yeah, because it was really their only big hitter on that game. Yeah. Other than some HD. It's about, it's, maybe it's been about eight years. That's what I'm thinking. Almost a, almost a decade since our last Smash Bros. You know Brothers. what? I don't right. even have my phone nearby, so I can't even look it up. Whoa. So they were, yeah, so the my speculation is it's a brand new game, too, and it's not going <laughs> to be just know where my phone is. for all the new characters. So That should be fun. I'm looking um, forward yeah. to that. And yeah, with the updated Nintendo servers and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. There's all kinds of speculation of who's going to be in that, but it's it's fun. And with their new online system, we should they be able to play better each other and fix their servers. Well, this. they have their own servers now. I get it. I'm just saying that the, the Wii, the Wii, just the regular Wii uh, servers were abysmal. Oh, yeah. They were piggybacking off of other servers, but I've played. Nintendo Online and it works awesome. Mm. Now I've played Splatoon Online a bunch of Mario Kart and you you jump in jump out of games. Okay. I haven't had glitching because Nintendo's has their own servers now. Okay, they've been we they've had online since the Switch release. It's just been free. They haven't done their paid for service. Yeah, that's that's what people that's what are I've been worried about, about. Is that because the I but um, when Smash Brothers Brawl came out, there was people like uh, the Twitch was was still in its infancy stage. They were um, they were streaming um, uh, Smash Brothers and it would look bad because yeah. of the lag and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the paid for service comes out this year. Cool. They're starting it, but I, I think it will be fine. So another, it wasn't necessarily a highlight for me as far as the game, but I think it's kind of a milestone reveal as they revealed that the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy is coming to Switch. What have we got? No, which is be fun. Because that is a PS exclusive. Crash Bandicoot has been exclusive to PlayStation since existence. So the idea that now he's coming over to uh, other consoles. That does surprise me because right now Xbox the past year and a half, two years, have been trying to do cross play between like multiplayer games and Sony keeps shutting it down. Yeah, they're the ones that aren't getting on board. Nintendo's agreed to it with Minecraft. Yeah, um, everybody's doing it, but Sony's like, no, we're just not doing it. They don't want want to do it. Microsoft just an article yesterday saying yesterday 
Uh, they tried to renegotiate the uh, cross-platform, and they still said no. They yeah, because yeah. I would say, I mean, at least console-wise, like for the controllers, there's no real benefit for yeah, there's no benefit. the other yeah. person. You've got the same number of buttons and everything. It's just in a different layout. So, Well, I, I think what it is you know, is the thing with exclusives and not being cross-platform is it's it's like what they're trying to do is get people to sign up for their subscription service. So it's like right now, if you want to play Crash or you want to play certain Sony games online, you have to have a PlayStation and pay for PS Plus or whatever their online server. Mm -hmm. And so they're getting more money, whereas they're thinking if it's cross-platform, people might go to Xbox Live and not pay up for PS Plus, but still get that gaming experience and they're losing subscriptions, I guess is the idea. And but you, I don't know the some of the folks you know like well, I did with like uh, Overwatch is you know because you can't just play cross platform I had to buy it on two different platforms so right yeah but think know. about that though like um, some of us don't have Xboxes uh, or PS4s not just, uh, like the three of us but the, there's other people out there who have a relative or a friend who has a PS4 and the other one has an Xbox right and then they, and they I I, I can understand if let's say it, it's a exclusive uh, Sony Studio they would say no but, but if it's a third party like Overwatch where they're not even playing on their own servers they're playing on Blizzard servers anyways right and so what they should do is say hey yeah sure we'll we'll allow that but they won't do it they right. Just won't. Right, and um, some games because you clearly like well, other than like Sea of Thieves that whole crossover because Sea of Thieves controls I feel are very generic, so you're not really gaining an advantage with a keyboard and mouse. Right. So, and, but, sea of Thieves but is most a, of the other games, Microsoft Studio exclusive, so I right. can understand they would say, "Hey, because the game's not even available." On right, right. But I'm just saying, like you know, there's like Overwatch. You couldn't throw console in with PC. Like you could, well, yeah, but that. you could but still cross. There's a lot of like Xbox, Xbox and PS4, yeah. Um, Switch. So what other? But anyway, so the um, but the the speculation of them porting this to Switch is maybe that Crash might be a character in Smash Bros. Oh yeah, it's kind of like Metal oh, Gear okay. Solid. Yeah. Okay. So um, which they also so now I'm going to go through. They had some awesome third party ports that are coming to the Switch. Unfortunately, I've already played them on other consoles, but for people who only have Nintendo, this is a big thing. Dark Souls HD remaster is coming to Switch, which that's another one. It comes with an amiibo, Whoa. so people are thinking, "Well, we get a Dark Souls character in Smash Bros." Whoa! It's everybody. <laughs> every game announcement now, it's like, "Are we going to get that character in Smash?" And that Bros? good because they're not they're not exclusive to any one company, right? So get the roster going. Um, South Park Fractured Butthole is coming to Switch, and the first two DLC are immediately available. Um, third one coming out later this year. Uh, Little Nightmares was an indie game, sort of kind of like Inside and Limbo. It's really cool. I played it. It'll be on Switch. Um, Traffic, Travis Strikes Again, uh, No More Heroes pseudo sequel. It's not really a sequel. It's a bunch of mini games that's coming out. Um, then another one I'm really excited for is the, the Okami HD remake is coming to Switch. So that will be really cool. That was a game that came out for... I think it was like PS3 and Wii, and it's it's very much like Zelda, and you played as this wolf, and it's stylistic, and uh, it got really really good reviews. May have been a game of the year, um, so I'm excited to play that because I never got around to playing it when it was when it came out. 
Um, some first-party ports they announced. Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker is coming over. That was a Wii U game. And Hyrule Warriors. I don't really care about Hyrule Warriors. That's more of like a yeah. Dynasty Warriors. I don't, I'm not into just that. okay. I played the one for Wii U. Yeah. And then Captain Toad was fun. I had it on Wii U. It's a puzzle game. Um, and I can see that being a fun handheld. And they're adding some like um, co-op modes to it. So that would be cool. Uh, I already mentioned the Splatoon DLC. The other big announcements were some release dates. Um, so Square Enix's Octopath Traveler got a re- release date. It's coming July 13th. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know about it, it's really cool. There's The demo's on Switch right now, so if you haven't played it, but it's a, it's a traditional Square Enix JRPG kind of pixel graphics, but it's really the style of it's really cool how they did it. It's, it's weirdly like old school pixel art, but HD and vibrant at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's called Octopath because you get like eight characters and I think you jump back and forth between the characters, but they all have different like play styles based off their career path, whether being a warrior or a merchant or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's just some fun old-school RPG, and that comes out in July. And then Mario Tennis Aces is coming out June 22nd. I like fun sports games. I've always liked the Mario sports games because they're not like hyper-realistic, and tennis is fun with motion controls. So if you're into that, it's coming out in June. And that was pretty much it for the big games that they announced. They had announced a bunch of other indies. You can go online and look them up yourself. Um Oh, but thanks. then after the direct was over, they uh, a couple things got announced for Japan exclusively. But hopefully, it means that they'll eventually come over to the states and Europe, like they have in the past. But they announced that Fantasy Star Online Two is coming to the Switch in Japan <clears throat> uh, later this year. But that hopefully, that will come to the states as well. It needs to because I loved PSO. Yes, yeah. I thought we, of you as soon as I saw that announcement. We, you know, we had uh, to throw back Firefly. That's right. The band <laughs> with one song, oh, yeah. PSO. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that game. <laughs> yeah, that was so bad. Uh, we we a formed a band update. just to write that one song. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was all David's lyrics too. Yeah. But uh, the, the quick update for. Um, for uh, PlayStation, it's a free game of the week is Bloodborne and um, Ratchet and Clank. So I would recommend if you have PlayStation Plus, go in there and download it. It's free. Both yeah. fun games. Both very fun games, top notch. Bloodborne was excellent. Yeah. Xbox has a week free games month yeah. this month. I forget. Well, Tommy, what games do they have out this I week? don't know. I downloaded them, but I was like, man, never playing these. It's Trials, Fusion. Oh, uh, those games are actually pretty fun. I actually bought the first one. It's a motorcycle game where you're doing tricks and stuff. It's pretty cool. I like yeah, it's like puzzle-based yeah. and physics-based. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. And then Brave, the like movie game. Oh, Pixar's yeah. Brave or something. I don't oh, know. speaking of movie game. Yeah. Well, let's talk about oh, games that went to movies. Slayer Cell might be coming out this year. What? So kind of what I thought would be fun is, I mean, with the Tomb Raider coming out this weekend, uh, probably out by the time this goes live, and just to kind of talk about games that have gone movies, the good and the bad. Um, 
I know there's been so many, and some that are so near and dear to our hearts, but I want to kind of talk to everyone, kind of, I guess, something like this, do a round robin, and talk about some of our favorites and our least favorites. I'm going to start off with my least favorite. Oh. Yeah, I I made a list as well, and I kind of divided into the ones that were good, the ones that were bad, some honorable mentions. I'm looking at that list there. That's a big list. I'm not going to talk about all of them. I know, but But maybe we should talk about, before we dive into that, like, do we have any expectations for Tomb Raider based off of how the movies have been in the past? I think she looks like the reboot, the reboot Tomb Raider. She looks exactly like the new one. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks... Tomb Raidery to me, L- it does. a little bit more on the action side, but we really you really can't do a big puzzle in uh, in a movie. You have to have right. some action is fine. Mm-hmm. My concerns and based off the trailers, it looks like they stuck to the story of the first Tomb Raider reboot. Okay, yeah. So that that first reboot game, it looks like it's based off that story. You see the boat, the ship crash, right, and right. on the island. My thing. For me, it's a tone thing. Action's fine. Action sums up Tomb Raider. Adventuring's fine. Because Tomb Raider is basically a female Indiana Jones in my book. So if they kind of have that Indiana Jones movie vibe. Yeah, or solving mysteries like Indiana Jones does, that's cool. My thing is the new reboots were kind of dark. They dealt with like cults and ancient spirits and like there's dead bodies hanging from the ceiling in the I want to see by the end of the movie that she has like bruises, gashes all over. Yeah. She does look like she gets like, pretty beat up in a few of them. Yeah. I, I did I like some of the scenes where she's like I running just, and I'm jumping. I'm afraid they're going to Hollywood and stuff. And it's yeah. going to be like cheesy action with like one-liners. And yeah. Oh, we, we, it comes out in what, three days now? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll probably see it this weekend. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm excited for it. It looks it looks like it would it's gonna do well for me in terms of being true to a game. Just the, right, the tone yeah. of the trailers looks good. I can't say that the whole movie is because I haven't seen it, but right. I think the trailer. There's just been a loss in translation when it comes to bringing games to film, and I think they finally started to get it right with like books and comic books. Yeah, but they haven't gotten there with games. And I I was listening to something the other day like the other week and I, they brought up a good point. I think the problem with the films to, or games to film is two things. They, they take two directions that make it a bad movie. Mm -hmm. One is they either piss off the fan base by like, going way off the rails as far as storyline because they're, they're trying characters. to get a mass audience rather than the, the core fans. right so the people who actually played the game who put hours and hours and hours into these characters and stories get pissed off because it's completely different so that's one way they've gone wrong in the past and then another way is sometimes they try too hard to bring in the gaming aspects to the film Ooh, and yeah. it just doesn't work for a movie like the the interactive like you know the stuff that you do in a game the puzzle solving the like you can't translate that into something that you just sit and watch right. and make it work and it's like so what they need to do is just take the story like they do with a book figure out how to put it into an hour and a half two hours and make sense right. take the atmosphere of the game like the visuals, the the character, the style, put that in, but then 
that's it. Leave the game alone. Don't try to make it like feel like a video game. Right. Right. Because yeah. I think that was the problem with like Assassin's Creed and some of these other games is they tried too hard to make it feel like a game. You know, it, the only one that it, it like super irked me on was Doom. Nothing gets back until everything on this planet. And they had that like raged out first person shooter mode. We're going in hot. Um, yeah, at the very at end. The of the end movie. Yeah, that was so. It, it, so to me, bad. It, that's the main thing of that. They instead of doing, uh, they came through this portal from hell. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, they did like Resident Evil or the mutation. Yeah, right. it was like that's oh, the, mutants on Mars. The worst game movies, yeah. and that's because, I mean, the visuals were cool. It was entertaining, but yeah, what Rick, what Tommy said when they do the first person mode, ah, stupid. So and bad. then they change the core of the story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't understand that, especially when they do that with books. It's like people have already spent hours and hours and hours of their life coming up with a story yeah. that makes sense. It's like the idea that it was a mining facility on Mars that hit, drilled too deep and found mm-hmm. a portal to hell. To hell. What is not cool about that yeah. story? Why right, does versus, it have to be a viral and outbreak mm-hmm. on Mars? It was basically zombies on Mars. It's Resident Evil, they right. turned it into. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think, yeah, I agree. It's one of, it's one of, it's on my list right there. That and, um, this one, it goes back to the 80s, the, the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's one of my, like, favorite Must have been a non-union job. It was so I, bad. I watched that well, one so many times. Uh well, they're about to make a Mario movie that's they're in. Yeah. Is it live the, action? No. I, it's Illuminations doing it, The Secret Life of Pets, uh, uh, okay. Despicable Me, those people. Okay. Um, and so who knows? That's a cartoon. It might work. But Mario is one of those things that why make it a movie? It's like, how do you. It's like they're, they're talking about making Pac Man a movie. You know, it's just like, why are you taking games that have no story? Yeah. It right. is literally the essence of platforming and trying to turn and that into a movie. They tried to do something like that. So they, that movie Pixel with Adam Sandler, where they yeah. all the video games came to life. That was right. terrible. But <laughs> it was like, that's about all you need for Mrs. Pac-Man. Like, you don't need this whole elaborate story of chasing mm-hmm. gumballs. I'll tell you what, the... Even Mario Brothers is not as bad as any Yui Bowl movie. Right. Oh, yeah. God. He t- he's taken so many games, that, especially j- Japanese animated games, or so, Japanese, like, Blood Rain. Tommy actually brought up a good point, though, is the films that are not based on a specific game, but reference games, tend to do really well, though. Like, Scott Pilgrim is, like, an homage right. to gaming. I love that movie And that so movie much. was awesome. Wreck-It Ralph was an homage to arcade and that right. movie was awesome because you don't piss off core fans right because you're just taking the essence of what we all love about i think ready player gaming. one is going to be one of those movies too. yes I i'm so glad it's getting pretty good reviews and uh, so we got all right reviews mm-hmm. like i'm still excited about it because the thing the negative i'm thing glad you guys read the book so when you guys watch the movie you're like hmm Something was left out from the book. I already told you the book was better than the movie. Oh, the book was Yay. much better than the movie. <laughs> well, so say that for months. Things I've seen, they don't like really matter to me. They said something like it was lacking emotion or heart, but the book didn't really have a ton of emotion in it. It had its moments. Um, and it was really just know, towards but, the but, end. But it's, yeah, but it was mostly just like fun fantasy action with yeah. a lot of homage. So it's, as long as they retain that, like, 
the homage to gaming and pop culture. I think, it, I think it's going to be Push that down. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Spielberg guarantee. Huh. Man, all that guarantee. But so, the, sorry, I, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I, I pulled the list of, like, uh, video game to movies on, uh, like, the based one off Ron's. One my number one spot. I'll, as I'll your favorite? Just, my favorite. Well, go ahead and I'll tell you where it stacks up on the Rotten Tomatoes list of video game to okay. movies. It's, uh, I don't think Steve will be surprised by this, but Silent Hill. Yeah, that was I my favorite. I loved it. So oh, God. The that first one, not the first one. Yeah, of course. So, of so course. here's, okay, so Silent Hill had one of the, high, the first one had one of the higher ratings as a 30% in Rotten Tomatoes. The yeah. second one had a 7%. Yeah. Yeah. It was so well, bad. They could, the they, second again, one was they a the story on the they second did. one. Dude, the, the first one got the atmosphere so perfect to me it was like the moment where the sirens went off like yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was so the much anxiety. changing oh my yeah, god yeah and the was, creature design the guy got real props yeah, and then and then yeah. um, Head walks yeah. by her and she's like That's, what the <laughs> dude that that movie was just so incredibly yeah. creepy and i remember so it, the movie's been out forever so i don't care if this is a spoiler alert but spoiler. at the end of the movie when they're on the elevator and she's going down to like go like find you know her daughter or whatever the um mm-hmm. on the elevator where it starts like going crazy the yeah the movie cut out in the theater oh really and so everything was just dark and everyone like and it's sitting there for like two minutes of just pitch black and you know the screen goes dark and so it's just like jarring and it's pure silence and where everyone just like stops and starts like is that the end of the movie like mm. no one knew, and then like two, three minutes later, the lights came on. Said sorry, the movie will re- replay in just a moment. But it was like such an anxiety heavy uh, moment because <laughs> the cop was fighting off the the other people and got the girl onto the um, onto the elevator, elevator and going yeah. down. And she's almost at the end, and then it's just silence and darkness. And then and, the nurses they did the uh, wrong point. Yeah, oh, man. yeah, how their bones crack yeah. every time they move. And uh, the creepiest thing was. Uh, for me, was a creature they came up with for the film was the guy that had his legs barbed wired to his oh, face yeah, in I the saw bathroom. That. Oh, yeah. bathroom. Yeah, oh, yeah. So and watching th- that movie had some of the best special features. Like watching the how they made the movie um, was so much fun. Just seeing how they made the creatures and that one definitely hit pretty high on on the ratings. So um, the highest rated one is a 36 right now now they're projecting to the new tomb raider to be a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes um what holds the number one spot uh, it's right now to the new tomb raider um, no who's the, got oh, the 36 the 36 is prince of persia sands of time that one wasn't, wasn't too bad i i yeah. actually Jake really enjoyed it yeah jake jillahal i thought assassin's uh, creed was better um, as far as like I oh, I enjoyed man, Prince of Persia man. better. The um, Assassin's Creed um, Hitman was pretty bad. It it got an eighteen percent. It I would agree with that. Like it was a lot of the parts were kind of forced. The the flow of the movie just kind of like I right. I kept getting I think up and Assassin's walking Creed out. was one of those films that they really nailed the essence of the game. Right, like both the sci-fi and the past parts. Yeah. The problem was the end. They tried to put too many twists into it. Yeah. If it was, they just had left it like 
the game and just kind of had a simple ending, it would have been a great movie. I think they just tried to get too weird with the plot at the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that one was that one was all rated all right, but um, yeah, Prince of Persia is the highest one. There's there's about three that are kind of sitting in that um, in that same range. Um, you've got at thirty five percent, you've got the final Tomb Raider or Resident Evil movie, the final chapter, um, which I see, saw. That, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I did see that one. I saw most of the Resident Evil ones. Um, I stopped after two. The final chapter was actually really good. I really enjoyed the care. final chapter. Yeah. The others it's like, hey, are watch five movies. It was one and two are okay, and then all of a sudden I disagree, just, yeah. Tommy. It was it was better than the ones that had come before it. Yes, but for me on my list, the first Resident Evil movie was the only good one. Right, I right. agree, and that was actually the highest. The next highest was the first one. The others all dropped to like twenty and eighteen percent. So right. I think I think it was a little higher because it's a newer movie and it had a lot of a lot of fun stuff because like the next ones it was a uh, retribution was thirty percent afterlife was twenty three um, extinction was twenty two apocalypse twenty one I felt like that was, was one of those where pretty, it, it was pissing people off because yeah. they were veering from the but core of the game and you know what's funny the about the first those one was really good is. Most of the time, is the movies are based off the game, but it's like with the Resident Evil franchise, the movies took a turn and they went like really supernatural and like she's got like telekinesis powers yeah. and all this kind of stuff, and she's super fast. But after those films came out, then they started changing the game and making the game more action oriented yeah. and less. Yeah. Because they want people sudden, to follow Wesker in the game. Yeah, had, had like superpowers like that and was like zooming around the room. And so I feel like that was one of those franchises where the movie actually affected the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the games started getting worse and worse, just like the films. Yep, I agree. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Prince of Persia right now is the highest pending Tomb Raider. Um, Resident How Evil, is though. Prince of Persia higher than that. It's a, It was rated 36. Really? People yeah. probably just like Come Jake Gyllenhaal. And yeah. He's good. It, it wasn't a bad movie. Like people. I enjoyed the movie. It was terrible. So some of the worst games that, that popped up. Um, Wait, before you get a worse, where okay. does Warcraft stack up? Oh, Warcraft, my God. Um, 28%. Yeah. That's not so bad. It was, it was I actually enjoyed ones. Warcraft. No. I did too. It, it's The CGI it's, stuff was a little tough, but I felt like it was a good story. You know? I just don't understand them. I say I'll, I'll say this every time. They just need to do a pull of Pixar and just do nothing but CGI for an hour or ninety minutes or eighty minutes or however. Oh yeah, Blizzard yeah. should just do their own. Yes, uh, CGI. Like film. even the Overwatch's uh, cinematography is awesome. When when they every time they announce a new expansion, they come out with these five minute uh, intros, and they're so epic and awesome. And yeah. I just don't understand why can't they just get a team together, the same voice actors for the, that they've been doing for years, yeah. and do a movie. I, I agree I with you there. I, and an, animated movies do well, and you know, just look at even the popularity of like Troll Hunters on Netflix. Like that thing has got such great reviews. Yeah, well, such yeah, a they could story, do a Netflix release. And not even exactly, they don't need to get real actors. I mean, Blizzard, it's we're all about fantasy here, yeah. so they, they get real actors, and then 90% of the movie is CGI. What is the point? Well, of look, that? and because a lot of games have had success with um, 
like Dead Space and Dante's Inferno did anime films. That works And too. those were really cool. Yeah. But the Warcraft movie, again, for me, I enjoyed it because a lot of people kind of complained about the story and I didn't really care about that because it's based off of a RTS game. So, like, for real-time strategy, I didn't care about the story. I mean, that was kind of stuff you had to read into the lore and the books to really right, But again, it goes back to the hardcore fans. You know, right. They but I think, they still, I think they nailed the essence of Warcraft, like the look they, of it they, they and everything. The scenery around, I'll give you that. Um, it felt like Warcraft. So yeah. I enjoyed that it aspect. I, so, think the, I think they messed up because, like, if you see, like um, – the like the animated shorts, the characters are larger than life. They're like their skulls are like the the size of a body. It's just like to me. Yeah. I, I think the characters is what messed it up for me. I think they got the scenery right because if you look at Stormwind in that, it looks exactly like the game, and I think right. they got that right. I think it messed up with the live actors. I liked the so, orcs. I thought they looked cool. They were clearly bigger than the yeah. humans. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. But if you should see a human and orc together, they're pretty much the same brain, uh, body frame in the game. Yeah. All right. So here's a couple <laughs> terrible ones that I'm sure most of you guys have seen. Um, and here's an honorable mention. It actually, is 34. Um, so tied with the first Resident Evil um that you guys may or may not be happy about but i am happy about was the first mortal kombat movie that came out in 95 eh, yeah there brings back nostalgia yeah. yeah they're fun <laughs> cheesy, so, like check this out the because you know, keep in mind the highest rated one out right now was a 36 of prince of persia and then a tie at 35 with resident evil and then at 34 with the first is, resident evil what is, is mortal Silent kombat rated again that was the second highest, right? No. Uh, Silent Hill is like made like top 10. Uh, so okay, movies okay. that outbeat Silent Hill, you've got the first Mortal Kombat, Resident Evil. Um, oh, you've got Dead or Alive, which I never saw that. Um, Prince of Persia. Um, Resident Evil Retribution was a tie. And then Resident Evil, the final chapter, all I'll beat. Are you telling me Dead or Alive? Is that the UE one? No, that's a fighting game. Yeah, yeah but I think UE Bowl directed that. Tommy, click on it. Um, it was directed by Corey Yin. Okay, so never mind. But yeah. fighting movies, it's like, come on. Street I Fighter. Know. I don't get that. How well, it... Street Fighter got a 15%. Double Dragon got an 8 I'm surprised um, I only got like a 30 Why were people yeah. hating that? Because it, it was... It was I don't know. It wasn't as pushed uh, out. A lot so. of, no, probably yeah. with that is I think it's not a super well-known game. So a lot yeah. of people went into it just going to see a horror movie and not understanding that it's based off a video game. So basically right. based on this list that there has been no successful video game movie. Except right. projected Tomb Raider, the new one at 50%. It's, 50 percent so that's yeah. barely no even so to get now a fresh rating, you have international to have animation like in animation films the angry birds movie got a 44 percent it doesn't and matter final sixty percent is fresh it's so yeah. none of them made above 60 so there's been no successful one right this how is, did the original tomb raiders do because honestly the first one with angelina jolie i thought was pretty good um the one in 2003 was <laughs> at 24 percent Oh um, the I one in 2001, which is the original well, one, that was a 20. Because yeah, Angelina Jolie's bouncing yeah. around. No, yeah, that, I mean, they. I think they did a pretty good job of, like, 
It was yeah, it was like decent. They made it, 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 it was, twenty. They made it kind of like a Indiana Jones ish. The second movie, one, the Cradle but... of Life, got a better rating than the first one. Um, yeah. There's one on here that's on the low end that should not surprise anybody. However, there are worse rated movies. I only watched half of it because that's about as much as I could stand. But Blood Rain with a 4%. Yeah, yeah. that's a um, Ball movie. Right. Okay. It, yeah. All of his are on the low. So um, another one that was equally bad. But yeah, yeah, keep this in mind here. That was the production cost or the box. No, the box office revenue. That's that's even worse. Yeah, he, he, uh, he <laughs> under he four million. You got a hundred or four million? No, under four million. Three point six. Uh, under four million. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He goes. He goes, he makes them in Germany. Yep. He gets a huge tax write off for it because they give him money to make movies. He gets there. grants. He yeah. gets grants, and so he hires everybody for cheap, and he just makes movies and. He thinks he's a gift to the world, you evil. Yeah. yeah he, he really Another does. one, which I did watch, um, I don't remember it really impressing me much, was uh, In the Name of the King, the Dungeon Siege movie. Yeah, with Dave, Jason I didn't, Statham. I didn't even know it was a Yui Bowl movie. We yeah. all went together. To yeah, because yeah. you Cause dragged me to it. And because uh, I didn't drag you to it, it was, you was wanted a, to see it. It was it was Yui Watami who tricked me in going and seeing it. And it's because of this movie, I started watching ratings. Oh, well, it was Tommy then because I didn't even know what, in the name of the game. So was. we talked about this earlier, Toby. The Far Cry movie, it didn't even make like a Rotten Tomatoes. It uh, it made less than a thousand, uh, less than a million dollars. Um, the Tekken movie, it says it got a zero percent. The Silent, the second Silent Hill got a seven percent. House of the Dead got a three percent. That's a UE Bull movie. Yep. And the Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which was the second one, which was really, really terrible. The first one yeah. I liked, but the second one did not. Yeah. Um, exactly. is, uh, what about is Alone in the Dark on there? It that's is. That was that's where I was about to hit next, because that one actually got a one percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, what person liked so, it? So um <laughs> Yeah, I didn't ever see it, uh, but it was another U Bull movie. Ninety percent of the U E Bull movies are on sci fi. So I didn't I didn't even know about this. Like I because you know me, I don't ever pay attention to directors or anything. Um but he has single handedly taken on like the all movies that are below uh ten percent. Well and it and Fans hate him because he keeps doing video game movies. Mm-hmm. All his movies are based off video games, and he's part of the reason that they do so bad. And so people are like, please, there was a petition to get him to stop making films because people were like mad at him and putting hate mail. And he said, if I, if more than 100,000 people sign this, I'll stop making films. And more than 100,000. Thousand people signed it, and, and he, he was just like JK. He, he's like, yeah, he just came out saying, "Well, I'm not going to do that." Yeah, yeah. So everybody's like, "Please stop ruining our favorite franchise." God, and then he tried to ask him to direct the World of Warcraft movie, and he he was like, uh, and Blizzard came out was like, "No, you evil, not <laughs> you're not touching." No way, yeah, ever. because ever. it's like his track record is so so it's so, so bad so yeah. terrible but see all these uh now that we're looking deeper into this here we can see that there's been really not one but above for 60 percent. so they all have a rotten rating right so i think it's safe to say that some of these movies should not be live action i think i think they should go either go anime and they should go cgi just stay away 
I don't think again. I don't think that's the problem. The problem is they've been either putting out the movies on low budgets because the develop basically the movie studios are looking at it like this. They don't care about the video game. They have no loyalty to it. Mm-hmm. But they want to make the most. But money. they feel like they can make some money off the name, so they just throw a low budget at it. They give it to some ho-hum director and they cast just like mediocre cast and they're like okay make the movie so they piss off the hardcore fans because they don't pay any real tribute but to the I, game. i'll counter you with the the warcraft movie that they didn't they wasn't low budget they spent a lot of money on that they they got really good writers it just didn't translate it just it's it's i just don't think video game movies can be done live action and i mean i think they can I would if say, they're just done correctly like so I if said, you're looking at just like the the monetary so box office revenue if that's correct that's that means that's how much money it made in the box office right right correct. Uh-huh. so um warcraft the, killed overseas yeah, yeah China. so China warcraft made, made close to a hundred million more than the next best film but it you know wasn't definitely one of the best rated ones but it was still i thought for me as as much as there's a lot of stuff i really thought they could improve on i really I enjoyed watching the movie. I thought, like, it especially was, like the hippogriffs, all that little stuff they did. I thought it was but, done but, well. But I, Google how much it cost to make the Warcraft. Oh, it was a lot, it, but it, right. So, but also, and you said hire good directors and stuff. I love Duncan Jones. Moon is one of my favorite movies, but he was still an amateur director. He had only done two movies before well, that. Okay, so but then I list all these list of video games. Barely anything got it right. Yeah. Actually, no one's got right. right. They're exactly because Hollywood's coming at them from a monetary standpoint of they're just trying to bank off the name. Right. So they're pissing off the loyal fans by not following the atmosphere and story of the game. And then they're just trying to make a generic movie. But because they're not putting quality ingredients into it, people who don't know the game also don't like it because it's they're just getting a mediocre movie right looking now, at it from an outside perspective yeah i i still think there's been warcraft is a good example where they spent yeah. a lot of money but it, it said it was 160 million and brought in over 430 million gotcha so, so it, it, it spent I, I just don't believe they these can be translated well it's, it's not a, it's not a money thing it's again i'm just saying like it just the budget doesn't really matter Unless how the budget's on who you're paying take, to direct take it. Take God of War, for example. How I'm not sure if you, how well you know that game, but I don't believe you could take a character like Kratos and put him in, in the live action. It's not going to translate well. I think he would do well CGI or anime. These, these characters that we play in video games, they're, most agree. of them are larger. So, than so and, I'll, and I'll say like God of War, it can be done. It's like we saw like Clash of the Titans. Like if you had a better story. And but a Curtis better director in the game is seven feet tall. Right. Okay. And so he can, he cannot be uh, done by a human. He's seven feet tall. He's a demigod. He's half human, half right. god, and he's he's basically I like mean, a Hulk. Yeah, but they look the Hulk. That's the Avengers. Not, We're looking at uh, movies based off of larger than life characters every day. It's, but and it's the Avengers not is the fine. same. Because, How is it different? Though? Because you're taking a character that goes across a video game in these franchises. And they just don't translate well. They just don't. 
the character, the comic book characters are different because they have a story that's been backed up for several, several years. And these these, these games, they don't. They all well, have your, to be games. Your point was saying that they, it won't translate because if they can't film a seven foot guy or whatever. They make Tom Cruise look like a and six t- something. Tommy, like, if you were to Google the Hulk movies, how well did they do? I, I'm willing to bet they are, they're low. No, the Hulk movies didn't do good. But again, it, yeah. again it's not the character of the Hulk. It's I will how say they're writing the story. One thing I found out story. in this that there is a Final Fantasy movie that I, a Final Fantasy seven based movie that I've never seen. I've seen it. The Advent Children. No, this one's called Last Order. I saw the Spirit Within or whatever. Yeah. Advent, Children Advent Children was fantastic. Yeah, I mean that was really good too because it's all CGI. Right. Yeah, it can but, it can be done. So it, um, it's, it's about the So is their Final Fantasy XV movie? But. Well, but the thing is though, we have a list. Uh, there's more than twenty games or yeah. more. Right. And none of them got a solid one. rating. So, right. But then again, but I'm like I'm saying, it. look look at the list. Look who they're getting directed. Look how they're writing it. Look how they're presenting. I'm saying nobody has taken the John the genre from the perspective of just let's take the story, let's take the essence of what the game is, and just make a good movie. I mean, Silent Hill pretty much did that. that. It, the only difference was the main character was a female instead of a male. Right, and the other issue with that is Silent Hill's horror. And horror never does well. They yeah. rarely, even the best horror films, this is like one of the first year a horror film's been nominated and won for any type of thing. So I don't think, yes, that was probably the most, one of the most successfully done uh, video game movies, but it was already at a disadvantage by being horror and a franchise that most people don't know unless you're an avid survival. So what I'm saying is if, if people took the approach that they took with Silent Hill by taking the story, sticking to the core of the story, sticking to the atmosphere, and then just making a good movie based off that, if they take that approach with some of these other more relatable franchises that are like action-based, I think they can actually make a successful movie. The problem has always been is they stray too far away from what the fans love about the game or they try to make it too gamey feeling video game feeling and people who don't know video games it doesn't make for so, a good movie right there right. you're saying those that you either have to change it for the rest of everybody else or do something kooky be too gamey no no i'm saying, I'm saying those are the two big problems fans. that's so where they're either going, going too to far go off middle. off story they need to stick to or the they core. go too gimmicky Right, right, but there's until it's done, you really can't say it's, it's been successful. Right. So I think right. I'm saying I'm just saying it can happen. They've just never given the gaming franchises the same love that they do for book franchises and other things. Well, until it does, I rather see them at least try a CGI or anime for movie. Blizzard. Yes, mm-hmm. I want Blizzard animated. Uh, yeah, Warcraft, definitely. Starcraft, Diablo movies. So they could do that, that so, many. Movie, that, so you would like to see that as, as a live action? No. No? No, okay. it depends on the game. Obviously, <laughs> Mario Brothers just, would much rather be mushroom. animated. But I don't want to see an animated Tomb Raider. Yeah. I want to see a live action Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Same with Silent Hill. I don't want to see an animated Silent Hill. 
there's I want or like a Last of Us. I would want that to be live action. I would want that to be animated. If Tomb Raider can get it right and be get above a sixty percent, I will stand corrected. So right now he's projecting it at fifty percent. I'm just saying I understand that there's a track record, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be done. It right. just means that it hasn't been done. I mean, I mean uh, imagine we a have had some movie. That would be awesome if yeah. they could pull that off. I mean, that would be cool, but it, it I just, I mean, been let down of like, over 20, 30 movies. Just, <laughs> right. Like, it's it's, it happening. is tough. It's very tough. It's, yeah. I mean, repetition, it, it, it creates a and, and sense I'm willing of, to bet but, most of those movies don't really make a lot of money. A lot of them, and that's why they probably don't. They don't yeah, them so, them you know, so, yeah, to that too. But we are also now just starting to enter, like, the last five years where video games are becoming cooler. So right. some of the stuff that you're going to start to see is some of the newer games may start to break out. And I think if Ready Player One really pushes that and does really well in the box office, we might start to see... Um, some bigger movies coming out based on games again because right now it's just there's been a couple that they've done. You see a lot of the same style stories. I mean, look, you've got a lot of Tomb Raiders, a lot of fighting games. You've got a lot of horror, and that's about it. And then you've got your sprinkled in there. you got like your Prince of Persia, your uh, Warcraft, Assassin's Creed, but you've got a lot of similar like style well, I just want to go back to like the example I gave early. Look at one of Ricky's favorite genres, the comic books. They really only started becoming successful in the early 2000s with the first Spider-Man films and X-Men. Did they really start becoming popular and start building this franchise and making good comic book movies? But those were by far the they were not the first comic book movies. There were comic book movies all That's over true. the place in the it's, 80s and 90s that definitely terrible, getting better. that were like awful like bad reviews bad box office movies that just shitty comic book movies but they learned how to adapt it to film and they became better. So but that's what I'm saying. With what this I counter is, to you with that is the, they had so many storylines whereas these video games they don't have but one or two arcs. Right. What so, are you talking about? There's so, a million game franchises. So go go back to Tomb Raider. What's the main arc? Each game has – she's it's like Indiana Jones. She's looking for a different okay. and uh, then, artifact. Now we take Spider-Man. How many, there's so many different arcs with, with Spider-Man. He has so many different villains. It, right. it trans. But I'm telling you that what you're discussing isn't what was wrong with the movies. Like Spider-Man didn't take off because they had the same comic book franchises back in the 90s and 80s. They just didn't know how to take those stories, and they didn't know how to turn it into a film that's yeah. Because they gotta have one that's gonna like entertaining, do really it's, well it's, for they, them they to had build the upon. same subject matter back then as they did now. So what they did is they just learned how to adapt it and make it work. And I'm saying there's a million games out there with a million different stories. Some game franchises like Call of Duty that have been around forever that they have hundreds of stories to go off of. Warcraft, they've got World of Warcraft and all these expansions, Diablo. There's plenty of source material. It's just about learning how to adapt it into the cinema and make it work for movie goers. After Warcraft, I've been let down. I just, I'm not saying you haven't been let down. After Warcraft, most of the games movies have let us down, but I think they can get there. They're pushing. I mean, it was at least a successful. 
financially successful movie, which that's big because if it can become financially sustainable, then more people are going to try at it. Just like with yeah. the like I, the comic I book read, movies, now like they're movies everywhere. Different than video games because ones most of the comic book movies are turned into cartoons. They're turned into there's comics, there's right? But based Stevens' on a, argument versus your point have that. But Stevens' argument versus your point is there are a lot of franchises that do have backstories. Yes, granted, there's a lot that don't, and you your only story is that one game, and that's it. But so all they really have the option to do is recreate that video game as a story. What Ricky's talking about being the issue is not the issue. I I agree. That's why I say I agree with you. Yeah, the issue isn't having source material. The issue is taking material from a certain medium and making it work in another medium. They haven't learned. They haven't figured out how to pull that off correctly. And I'm saying that yes, they haven't done it. We've all been let down, but I'm saying it is possible. They just right. have to get And to that since point. Warcraft was successful in the box office, even though it may not have been like our favorite movie or anything, um, right. it is going to open the door for more people to say, oh, well, hey, you know what? You know, it cost us $160 million to make that, but we made $430 million? Okay. Well, we could, we could replicate this and try for another one. Um, you know, if they were just all box office flops, then you're not going to eventually get anyone to tap into that. So suck it. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if, if it's there's only a year of source material or 50 years of source material. That it's, doesn't matter. It just hasn't been translatable. I'm still still stand by it. It's just not hasn't going. been done right. Well, we agree maybe, that, maybe so. but we don't. But we're saying it's not because of lack of material. I think it's never going to be translatable. I just I, I disagree. Happen. Well, negative Nancy. I mean, I Tomb Raider's projected at a fifty, so that's a step in the right direction. That'd be the first one to break the fifties. Um, I mean, we're I think we're moving into that era, you know, because comic books were bigger, and then video games came along. So I believe like the comic fan base is definitely older than the video game fan base. And so as the generations, you know, the nostalgia thing, you know, things like that are going to start to get pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And then you're eventually going to have one that's going to be a breakthrough that the general population is going to really like. And then they're going to put their focus. And I think we're going to go from an era of comic book um, franchises into an era of video game franchises. Because everything takes its toll, and I think that we just haven't hit that point yet that's going to burst that that, uh, comic book bubble. It's like you brought up the point earlier, Tommy, that it's like video games are much – I agree that that Tomb Raider is going to be kind of telling churches, and video games are finally starting to be um, recognized as an actual art form. And I think that's part of the problem too is like – they've never the films have never been treated with the right care because studios don't look at video games as like a respectable art form it's just again it's just a name that they can use to make money off of they're not treating it the same way as if they are to adapt a novel that's been a top-selling oprah novel or whatever that you know books are a respectable art form i think right as we go further and further forward and video games are becoming more popular and we're seeing more like artistic games and games being accepted more widely 
as a respectable art form, I think the studios will put a little bit more care into adapting it because they uh, hold the source material on a higher pedestal than they have in the past, where it was just like, oh, this is just something nerds do. Let's try to make some money off nerds. Exactly. All right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. We need more, better games. That's right, more, more better. better. M-O-A-R. Better. Better. Well, so why don't you let people know where Hi, they can Michael. read your blog and find you? Uh, yeah. Ricketts.com. Oh, and, really? Oh, yeah, really. And then the, the, the underscore Rickus at on Instagram and Twitter in one word, the Rickus on Facebook. Sweet. Toby, go. Uh, follow me on Instagram. No. Toby mm-hmm. underscore TND. That's T-Zero-B-I underscore TND. And uh, the album's now on Bandcamp. So go you can stream it for free camp? there or you can buy it for whatever you want. You can pay me a dollar per track. You can pay me $10 per yeah. track. Help a starving artist. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, for Game Snacks, of course, we are at GameSnacks.net. And on Instagram at GameSnacks Show. And then uh, for myself, uh, Game. Or nope, not GameSnacks. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it going out on you guys? Yeah, we can't hear. Lost connection. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash GameSnacks. And then um, my Instagram is the Tommy Swags. That is two G's and a Z. And then uh, you reach me at TommySwags.com. Dude, yeah. that should be a wrap. Swags, two G's, and Swag. a Z. Two G's and a Z. Up in this PZ. I'm the G. You know me. Don't <laughs> know any. We're wiggity, 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 whack. Wop, 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 wop. Yeah. All right. Got to hide in our white background. Yeah. Get jiggy with it. That's even the whitest. Will Smith, the whitest rapper. He's 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 whitest rapper.